you take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Were you rushing or were you dragging? Gentlemen, welcome to Fight Club. First rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. Second rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. Here we go. All right, welcome back to Me Matrix. Always, my name is Jordan. We got Matt. Hello there. Austin, my dad. What's going on? Austin and is David. Today we are doing a film review. Yeah, um, we, we haven't done one of those in a little while because we've been doing a bunch of other stuff, and we're going to be doing trivia. Um, we're going to do the trivia first, and it's my turn to the trivia this week. So I'll be asking questions to these gentlemen, and they're going to answer with their buzzers, whatever they are this week. Um, they're made by their mouths, so we don't have actual buzzers. <laughs> Too bad. Um, and so. What's funny is I started doing this the other night because I kind of forgot it was my week to do it. And I was I actually had like 13, 14 <laughs> questions going. It was just going to be like general pop culture. Yeah. Like just generalized nothing. And then I, then I was starting to do it. And I was like, wait a second. I need to do something else. So I just scrapped that <laughs> and doing something else. So in honor of May the 4th, we're going to oh. be doing Star Wars trivia today. Nice. Um. And the reason I came to that point was because in the general trivia I had, I had Star Wars trivia. I was like, why don't I just do it? Why don't I just completely do Star Wars trivia? Because May the 4th, Revenge of the 5th, however you want to say that. Um, yeah, it was, was, this last was week, just so last, last week. So when this comes out, it'll be four or five days past that, but whatever. It's so. fine. Yeah. That's exciting, Jordan. Good thinking, Jordan. I'm sipping on that coffee real quick. So That's it's, right. It's kind of early. Um, all right. So let's get started. So Star Wars trivia. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Uh, test out your buzzer, David. I have a ton of buzz. So Bacaw. Bacaw. Okay. <laughs> That's how it's, it's going to be. Okay. I have a ton of them, so I don't know if I'll do them all. I just I just jot down like 30. Not, I'm, not, okay. I'm not saying I'm going to do 30, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Fine. We'll see where it goes. Because these, these are just ask question, answer. There's nothing crazy about them. There's no okay. like... A couple of the questions are quotes, but that's just a question. It's not okay. like, yeah. you know... Okay, so... Not sure my buzzer's working correctly this morning. We'll see. We shall see. Yeah. Who was the first character to speak in the first Star Wars film, A New Hope? Bacaw. Okay. Darth Vader? No. Good oh, guess, though. I, can I guess again? <laughs> C-3PO. Yes. Dang it. Yeah. As soon as I said Darth Vader, I went, no, C-3PO and R2-D2 talk first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Idiot. Not you, David, me. That's like, okay. Who was that? I almost said Darth Vader. I prematurely buzzed. Sorry. <clears throat> what is the name of the female member of the Jedi, Jedi High Council with the same species as Yoda? I don't oh know Oh, my that. gosh. I forgot her name. Oh. <laughs> I don't know I that know one. exactly who you're talking <laughs> yeah. about. There's dark corners of the internet. With <laughs> She's <laughs> in the movies. Yeah. For like a second. Oh, I can't remember her name. <laughs> She's disgusting looking. <laughs> she is. Hideous. Baka, Yodette. No. Oh, okay. it's something like, I want to say like Yodeline or... I, I, <laughs> Yodeline. I don't Yodeline. I can't remember. Uh, right, give up? I give up. Yaddle. 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 Now, I will say... I didn't know that one. All these on here, I do all of them but one. That's why. That's how I judge. I was like, I don't want to do something. There are some crazy trivia oh, there out there. Oh, there's some ridiculously hard stuff. It's trivia. like, yeah. what planet was this planet when this planet went? Like, that heck? was a planet? Yeah. yeah. You can get into the deep politics of it, and it gets really hard. Han Solo boasted that the Millennium Falcon made the Kessel Run in less than how many parsecs? Crap. <laughs> It's one of the only things you should know, but it's kind of tricky. Yeah. 12? Yes. Good job. I was going to say 12, 12 parsecs. Thank yeah. you. I was like, is it 12 or 10? It's, that seems easy, but it's really not. It's for, I mean, honestly, like it's one of those things that people get wrong all the time. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. 
All right. What was the job that Finn told Han Solo he had at Starkiller Base? What was the job that Finn told Han Solo? So that's Force Awakens, David's favorite Star Wars film. Yeah, it this goes um, all film. Not just, I'm not, I'm not going to no, be biased. I like that you're not... There is no Solo. <laughs> it's my second favorite because, you know, the second one was so much oh, better. Oh, Last Jedi? Yeah. Um, okay. It's a very... Oh, pretty oh, famous oh, oh, line um, in the movie. Um, Baca. Okay. It is early, so it's okay. Does he say he's a trash man? Not really. <sighs> it's you're around it that helps any. So in the movie, okay. I think there's another. I, I was really flirting between no. two. You have a guess? I don't remember. In the movie, Can I guess again? You, yeah, well, you don't get it. <laughs> in <laughs> the in the movie, Han Solo goes, "Wait, you you, you worked on this on the circular base? Yeah, in sanitation. In sanitation. So. I was gonna say janitor. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty. Man, close. you know, I've I've seen those movies once. And I don't care to ever see him again. And it's you're still wrong with the Force Awakens thing. I, 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 I agree with you there too. You understand why, why why I say it though? All right. When Obi Wan performed the blood test on Anakin, how high was his midichlorian count? Oh, because okay. over twenty thousand. Yes, was it? more than twenty thousand is right. It's a clear right. Yeah, I would have given you, you twenty thousand or more. It's over. It's off the scale. <laughs> his midichlorian count is off the charts. <laughs> that was my Ewan McGregor impression. Yes. I'm throwing in all kinds nice. of stuff here. Uh, I okay. like this. I like this. Okay. According to the according to Yoda, what is the path to the dark side? Bacaw. Fear? Yes. I'm not keeping track of my points, by the way. I'm sorry. If I'm you supposed have three to be. and you have one. It'll be okay. I'm just saying. I'm keeping <laughs> it. Thank you, Jordan. <laughs> Which planet was Darth Vader raised on? Bacaw. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. It's, uh, I was yes, like, yeah. Yes. I saw that question. I even thought, wait, yeah. oh, it's just Anakin. I know, because <laughs> yeah. they take Luke back to his dad's <laughs> yeah, planet. I didn't think yeah. about it. I was like, about it. duh. Let's hide him under his nose. <laughs> <laughs> when well, you say whatever. Darth Vader, I'm like, well, where did he grow up at? <laughs> I know. I was like, Coruscant. <laughs> I thought the first one that flashed in my head was the one where he got, where he got you know, mangled. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. first one to flap. Oh, like, no, Mustafar? that's not it. Yeah. Oh, that might be I actually later. put, no, I was too easy. It was oh, like, okay. where's Anakin and Obi-Wan <laughs> fight? I think I'm like, come on. Right. There's one of the, other than the dueling of fates, might be the most famous fight scene of all Star Wars. It might be. Uh, and maybe, it may be in a new hope the when ground, they fight. Anakin. When yeah. they're geriatrics fighting. That's, you know. <laughs> what species is Jabba? What species is Jabba? Big old slug thing. I was going to say, it's a slug. Um, I don't know the species. name of the species. Um, I don't know. He's a big, nasty, horny little bugger. <laughs> Anybody? Yeah, he's gross. His little tongue, the big tongue, is gross. Yeah, big old. Yeah, anybody tongue. have a guess? No, I don't know. I don't. I don't know I what. Just, it's I don't think the hut is the only thing. I yes, think that it is. It's a species. It's Jabba species? the hut. Yes, I was about to say it's in the dang name. So. Oh, I was overthinking it <laughs> yes. way too I didn't, much. Yes. I didn't know there's a species. Yeah, I didn't realize that either. I like the way you word that. Trick, tricky. Tricky. I'm trying to make them like media, like medium, not like yeah, not what is hard. Darth Vader's parents, and that was one of them. Like, come on, like what is come the on. thing in in Star Wars that controls things? Like, come and, on. and thanks to him, we did get to see you know Carrie Fisher in the bikini thing. That was that was, yeah, pre- that was for whatever good. reason. Yes. Yeah, for whatever reason. Yeah. <laughs> Who played the part of Count Dooku? Because Christopher Lee, Sir Christopher. Thank Lee. you. I was like, nope, got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he got knighted. You give him that knight. <laughs> I will. Um. Oh, wait for you. This one is this one made me chuckle, so I had to put it in. <laughs> Great. What does Anakin think Padme is? What is he? Oh, because oh, an oh, angel. Yes. <laughs> Are you an angel? <laughs> Are you an angel? I, I immediately thought Attack of the Clones when he lays all those terrible, god awful, cringy lines on her. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's a good oh, one. Yeah, Lord. I knew that one. What species is Jar Jar Binks? Because I, 
Dungan? 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 Gungan? No. Gungan? He's not a Gungan. Gungan. He's a Dungan. Gungan? I was flirting around. A Gungan? Is that right? It's Gungan. It's kind of like James Gungan. Okay. Cool. Um, What planet is Chewbacca from? Bakakashik. Yeah, I didn't know that one. So hmm. More power it's to you. spelled with like four Ys. Three. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, What was Luke's last name originally going to be? Bakar. I'm pretty sure, if the rumor serves correctly, that he originally wanted it to be Skywalker. Then he thought that was too lame, so he changed it to Starkiller. Then he thought that was too harsh, so he changed it back to Skywalker. To Starkiller. That, okay. Th- that's why the, <laughs> that's why Force Awakens is called the Starkiller base. Yeah. Because they wanted to use that name. Yeah. It's a cool name. Cool. It, is, it is cool. Luke Starkiller doesn't really make... I like Skywalker. Better, yeah. So. For sure, for sure. What is the name of Yoda's home? Yeah, I don't know that either. His home. Mm-hmm. Not where he becomes a little hermit. I'm not in, telling you. In Empire Strikes Back, right? <laughs> that's not his home. No, I'm not it? telling you what this is. Because he goes into exile. That's not his home, really. If that's not the answer, I don't know what the F the answer is. <laughs> Um, want to buzz in just take a guess? No. Baka, I'm going to say Dagobah just because. It's a, technically his home. Okay. That we he see. does live there that for we, a while. No, no one knows where he's from. Okay, so the home that we know is Dagobah. Oh, okay. Because he, he does become, live there for yes. a hot minute. Yeah. He's like the only person on Dagobah, right. I think, at that point. I don't know. Well, more likely. Know. I mean, there's creatures. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. that's it. Okay. Which James Bond actor made a cameo in The Force Awakens? Baka, uh, Daniel Craig. Yeah, he's just a stormtrooper. Sorry. Yeah. See, my, my buzzer doesn't work. No. <laughs> it's it's got a little bit of a delay to it. <laughs> yes. All right, those are some are easy. I'm going to go a little harder. Oh, what boy. is the rule of two? Oh, um. I'll give you a hint who said it if you need it. But. The rule of two? Yeah. Oh, crap. <laughs> I was thinking it was number of limbs dismembered. <laughs> no, there's a rule that a certain character says in the prequels. Rule of two. They might, they might say in the other ones, too. So it's a character in the prequels and the other one. That helps me. Is it something to do with like number of Jedi or number of Sith Lords or something? I don't know. I'm going to buzz in I can't remember. It's familiar to me, but I can't. Yeah, it has to do with the Sith Lords. It's, it's a pretty, it's every pretty good line. Someone's got to buzz in, though. Oh, it's something about buzz. buzz uh, okay. Something about where there's one, there's two of the Sith Lords. Yeah, there can only be two Sith Lords right. at a time, so... Sith Lords, like oh, okay. so, like if there's so there's that, one, there's always a second. That's one. why he's saying that, like, because Darth Sidious is there, there'll be another one, and right. again, would become that Sith Lord. And then Count Dooku was one, like you know how because he, he knew Count Dooku was one, and he was like, well, it's got to be another, and it was and it so was Darth basically, Sidious. Basically, saying they always run in pairs. Yeah, there can't be just one. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, unlike Han- yeah. Highlander, there was something to do with those Siths. Mm-hmm. Unlike Highlander, there can be only one. That's true. Um, what is the name of Boba Fett's ship? The name of Boba Fett's ship. I knew this at one time. So it's in the movies and the TV show. Hmm. I see it. I'm gonna I mean, breathe yeah. heavily. I see it flying yeah, around. Thanks for everyone's <laughs> thanking you for that. <laughs> Just gonna breathe heavily. <laughs> I do not remember. Okay. I don't either. Slave one. There you Slave go. one. I was thinking like BRX four one nine eight. Yeah, like it's that. super simple. Yeah. How old were Anakin and Padme when they first met in the Phantom Menace? <sighs> Baka, mm-hmm. I'm gonna take a shot in the dark. He was nine. Mm-hmm. She was fourteen. Yeah, I think of the word. I was gonna song. say eight and sixteen, but yeah, I have to, the, I have to think of the word. <laughs> oh, song the, she's nine. And he's what's fourteen. The yeah. the, what's the name of the song? Um, uh, 
I don't know. I don't know. It's that bye bye like, this year. Yeah, but it's but I think it's just called like Star Wars Saga. Saga continues or something like that. Okay. <clears throat> Who was Count Dooku's Padawan before he left the Jedi? But when it says this, this Count Dooku's leaving the Jedi. Mm-hmm. This is kind of a weird question. But. So, like, he had a Padawan, right. but Ka... But Count Dooku's the one that left, not the Jedi. Gotcha. So, it, who was his Padawan when he was a Jedi? Yes. But Ka, I'm going to say Mace Windu. No. Okay. Just taking a shot in the dark. I can't think of what his name is. Um... It's like one of my. It's my I say Buzz Liam Neeson's whatever he is. That what's is who name? it is. Oh, but it's Qui Gon Jinn. Uh, I was like, yeah. can I guess Qui Gon Jinn? He's my favorite. Tip my tongue. I couldn't think who it was. Oh, then Luke, I guess. But yeah. it's kind of a loser answer. Said Luke's favorite Jedi. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's Qui Gon because he fights his own master and right. You know. Anyways, and then you know whatever. Um, what is a substance that powers the lightsabers? The substance. Because is it like crystals? It is, but a certain type. Certain type of crystals. All right, good luck, David. <laughs> Forge crystals. <laughs> Kyber. There you Kyber go. Kyber. Crystals. That's Do one of the harder that's, ones. That's, that's, that's another name for force. Yeah. Who? Make sure, make sure you add a point five to my total there. <laughs> um, what is the name of the Death Star's original commander? Mm. The Death Star's original commander. Yep. That's a good question. Because is it Grand Moff Tarkin? It is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Peter Cushing and his slippers. Yep. yep. You heard that story? Have you guys heard that story? Mm-hmm. He didn't want to. He didn't want to wear the the boots for the cost. So they can you blame him? <laughs> so he wore like his old man slippers. They just had to shoot him from the waist <laughs> up. Um, what is the battle armor used by Boba Fett? The battle armor. Oh, the. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna take a guess. I don't, I don't know, know the name of it. I mean. Bacaw, is it Mandalorian battle yes. armor? Yes. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. I was like, I didn't you try tell to I wasn't confident simple, with that. Trying to, make it, trying to make it harder than it is. That's right. Padme was queen of what? Bacaw. Naboo. Naboo is right. <laughs> <laughs> Who was Anakin Skywalker's Padawan? But It's canon, so I can I'm use over, it. I'm overthinking yeah. this. Oh, Bacaw, is it um, uh, Ahsoka? What's your last name? Do you know it? <laughs> Crap, you don't, you don't, don't have remember. to have it. I just want to know if you know it. That's fine. Ahsoka. Many people don't know her last name. <laughs> I've heard it a thousand times, and I can't remember it now. I want to say Prime, but that's Optimus. Ahsoka Prime. Ahsoka <laughs> yeah. Prime. It's Tano. Okay. Tano. okay. Ahsoka's fine. Where? Sorry, Sorry. Oh, I was going to say Prime more. is canon also. Okay. Yeah, this, that's Clone Wars canon. It's really good if you guys haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, where do B- BBA and Ray first meet? Bacaw. The planet? Didn't ask that. Where do they meet? <laughs> I was going to say Jakku. That's correct. All right. <clears throat> Where was Baby Yoda when Order 66 was initiated? Where was Baby Yoda? Mm-hmm. It's a Mandalorian question. Grogu? Mm-hmm. Yes. Where was Grogu when... This is a planet, if it helps. Do you remember the first episode of Mandalorian? Is it the planet that he <laughs> finds him on in the first one? No. First where, where was he when Order 66 was initiated? It's pretty. Does it mention it, this in Mandalorian? Yes. Okay. It, first, there's a. I haven't seen the first season since it came out. Could be the second season. I'm not sure, but there is a flashback of what Orsi's being executed, and he is in it. Oh, you're right. Yes. Um, That's all I'm giving you. 
I'm going to guess Coruscant. Correct, because he is with all the younglings on Coruscant. Okay, and Anakin's like, psh, 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 psh. Thank, the flashback could <laughs> help. Thank you. Anakin's like, psh, psh. <laughs> Master Skywalker. <laughs> Whatever shall we do? <laughs> <laughs> there are too many of them. What are we going to do? <laughs> I saw a yeah. meme, and it was like, you know how they bring back Hayden Christian as a force ghost or whatever? Yeah. And then everyone else brought up all these younglings like, do you f- have you forgotten what he did to us? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him. <laughs> Sorry, we're so talking, many about, kids. talking about memes now. I saw a meme and like all the little youngling Jedi's faces are grape tomatoes. And then there's Denethor from the Lord of the Rings. You know that scene where he eats the tomato and it's yeah. like running all down his face? <laughs> That's a Skywalker. Um, okay, there are two more. What is the name of Anakin's stepbrother? Stuck in the dryer, step bro. <laughs> yeah, that's I don't what it is. <laughs> I don't. Uh, step brother. Oh, very oh. prominent in the films. Um, balls. <laughs> that's not his name. <laughs> I had it there for a second. Um, if I would have worded it differently, you would have got it faster. I think. Step brother. <sighs> Do they have dryers on Tatooine? No, I can. I can also reword it. What? Who is Luke's uncle? Oh, oh Ben. Oh, sorry. Well, you can say it, but you're <laughs> Go wrong. Go ahead. Buzz Ben. Ben's wrong. <laughs> oh, is it Uncle Owen. Yes. Owen. Owen Lard. Yes. That's his stepbrother, technically. Yes. <laughs> so that's what I was weird. And I'm like, is that right though? It's a weird thing, but I was like, that's funnier than saying Luke's yeah. uncle. So. All right. Last. Who said I know what I have to do, but I don't know whether I have the strength to do it? Bacar Kylo Ren. Correct. I had to put Kyle in there somewhere. <laughs> there I know where. Favorite. Um, so Give him some love. One of my favorite. Yeah, he's not technically a Jedi until the end, so I don't count him as a Jedi. I do like him quite a bit as a Sith Lord or whatever he is. No, he's like, um, never a Lord, but he's he's a... Well, he takes over the galaxy, technically. Well, he he beats Snoke. True. I don't know. Snoke doesn't move, takes so it's kind of <laughs> tough. But I don't think he cares about titles. I think he just wants to rule. Snoke just kind of But it doesn't there. matter because actually Darth City is making clones. <laughs> Stupid. But <laughs> Stupid. we can get into that later Let's get into if we that need later, to. Yeah. We love Star Wars as a whole. There are bad movies. But that was fun. I'm glad we got to do that. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, that was good. That was all of them. We just went through them real quick. Um, there's like 20 of them. He did win. Um, you think? Sorry, yeah. sorry, David. I'm telling you, my buzzer's broken. Your buzzer was broken. Yeah, it, just, it had a little bit of I delay. Think you, yeah, I think you knew him. I just think it took yeah. you a little too long to yeah. bring it around. Time. Well, I don't buzz and then wait 10 seconds to answer. Okay? No. <laughs> <laughs> I may have done that once or twice. <laughs> you need a new strategy now, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so now we're going to transition into a movie review. Last night, we went and watched um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Yeah. The newest... Um, Movie in the MCU, and what is this number twenty? No, I think it's like thirty-two. It's up to thirties now. Um, I have to look. But so, like I said, this is one of those movies that everyone's been looking forward to. We're at thirty-three. Is it thirty-three? I just added it the other day, so I don't know. I know my thing. So, um, way too many, right? A lot. Yeah, way probably too many. But so we're gonna get into it. We're gonna do our old style of things where we'll kind of just give our thoughts and opinions without spoiling to begin with. And I'll start breaking it down a little bit here and there. Um, and then we'll spoil the absolute crap out of it. Yeah, we will. Um, which is fine. And we'll give our grades at the end. And some of us are ready for this. Some may not be. But I'm gonna. I will at least give where I have it in our list. I think everyone here can kind of like give a ballpark where they put it in there. Somewhere in there. One out of thirty-three. Um. So, anyways. Uh, my first thing I'm going to say about it is I actually really enjoyed it. Um, from start to finish, it is entertaining. Um, it has maybe, other than if you, I'm not going to count an Avengers film in this, probably the one of the best fight scenes in the MCU if you don't count like Infinity War and stuff. 
There's a fight scene in it that's shot really cool. It's pretty good, yeah. Um, it all it's really it shows every single character's strengths and weaknesses. We'll get into it more. Um, but this film is really good about shooting every character and having every character in this film has something to do, mm-hmm. which is tough in films when you have a team. Um, some of the other MCU films have suffered from that, like Age of Ultron suffers um, from that. But it's sad. It's all about Rocket. Since everyone should know that by now. It's I had no idea. Trailers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I knew there was going to be like a Rocket flashback, but I didn't yeah. beyond that. I didn't so know. it's all about Rocket pretty much um, and about everything and so like that. The main downside I have is there is a pacing issue um, for me. I think you know, there are a lot of flashbacks in this. And I don't mind flashbacks. It tells the story. But there were times that like we got something really cool going forward in the story and they hit a flashback to it. So it kind of stalls it for a second. I think they could have just put a couple flashbacks together, made it a little bit longer. Instead of going back four or five times, go back like three. Um, but I oh, but I'm like, that's a, it's tedious, but that's kind of, it was two and a half hours. It didn't feel two and a half hours to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it, but like I said, I think it just a little pacing issue here and there. I, and James Gunn, I trust for the DC completely now after watching this. I think it's, yeah. I think he knows how to do what he needs to do. There's a lot of humor in this and only one joke didn't hit for me, I think, out of all of them. Yeah, I, I, know like, I think I know which one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and I feel like... It did not hit at all. I feel like it's fine. Yeah. I feel like it's fine. And so um, I did really like the character development in this. Um, yeah. They developed them completely. They end the saga, which is not spoiling. I mean, we'll get into that, I but they the end jokes, the saga. The jokes where he's talking about the metaphors. Yeah. Not a huge fan of that, like, at the very end thing. Oh, it was yeah. all right. Yeah, I mean... It was, it just didn't hit. Yeah, but everything else hit pretty hard. I was laughing pretty hard through the whole thing. So, yeah, like I said, the only downside I have is really some pacing stuff, but I think everything else is good. Also, our CGI these days are just so freaking good. We're all getting that, and Cosmo looked great, man. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. let's talk about that later, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah I, I was surprised how much I enjoyed this film. Um, I thought it was thoroughly entertaining. Um, it was just a wonderful, awesome action spectacle. I love... James Gunn has always been kind of a weird, provocative kind of filmmaker. You know, he always makes movies that kind of kind of push the envelope just a little bit, and he kind of does that with this because it is it's kind of like a hard PG thirteen. I mean, like for that's that's a, you know that's it's a weird thing. Gross at times, it too. kind of pushes the boundaries <laughs> a little is, bit. Yeah. You know, with not just the language, but um, some of the scenes in it. There's a couple of scenes like involving animal cruelty and stuff that kind of push the boundaries. There's, I, but we'll kind of touch on that later. But um, but because I love James Gunn's weird freaking mind, I love all the wild, bizarre creature designs, all the weird, wacky set pieces. Um, the, the action's great, like you said, Jordan. I think I think most of the humor works pretty well. I was consistently laughing. Um, the thing that hit me the most in this was I was not I was not expecting it to be as emotional as it was, and I think that works really well because we've spent so much time with these characters over the years. The first Guardians movie was almost nine years ago. The last one was six years ago yeah. to the dot. Yeah, it was released day day on date six, six years ago. Yeah, six years ago. Um, so we've spent a lot of time with these characters, and we've grown to love and cherish these characters. So I like the fact that James Gunn really does kind of pick up not only like where the Guardians 2 left, but also story points and plot points from the Avengers films and stuff and kind of takes them and runs with them. And it does, he develops these characters really well. We're all on board. We all care about these characters. We're invested in these characters. And it gets emotional. I was surprised like how dark and almost grim it gets in points. And um, and it works really well. I wasn't expecting it to work as well as it does. Like you said, there are some flashbacks involving Rocket and whatnot. 
I usually don't like flashbacks. I was expecting to kind of hate it. I, I, they worked for me. I was I was thoroughly interested. I was invested. Um, I, I get what you're saying about the pacing, Jordan. It never really bothered me, never really affected me. The only thing that, um, I, I overall, I really, really dug this film. If I had a gripe about it, it's basically the MCU's weakness from day one. It's just the villains. I think they're just fine. I think like there's one big bad, and then there's another villain who just feels... While, while I like him, just feels kind of tossed in. And the big bad, I just never found that interesting or that compelling. He was just kind of there just to be the big bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. But beyond that, I really enjoyed it. I think it was well done, crazy, wacky, just a fun time with some emotional punch there. That's the way I feel. Yeah, I enjoyed this movie quite a bit. Uh, like you said, it was funny. The th- you know, you look back at like Thor, the last two Thor movies, I didn't care for them because of the humor and the way they used it. The way they used it in this, you expect you expect it to be funny because of what you've seen in the past. Mm-hmm. And the writing was great. Their chemistry is fantastic, so it just worked. Uh, oh, yeah. The overall, like I said, the overall, it didn't feel two and a half hours to me, number one. No. Uh, and that is always a big plus for me. Um, I thought the story was great. I thought the things that they allowed James Gunn to do in this, it was like they were pushing the, he was pushing the boundary mm-hmm. and I surprised they actually let him do a couple of these things, which was which was good. I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Um like I said, I did enjoy this movie quite a bit, but it's it left me feeling kind of empty in part of it. I don't even know what it was. I can't explain it. It felt like there needed to be just something, one other thing to to make it a fantastic movie. And it's like they just didn't get there. For me. That's just me. Okay. Um there were rumors going around that you hear, you know, somebody was going to die, somebody was going to die. And, you know, it is what it is. We can talk about that later. Um, I think one of the things that they've done so many of these movies, it's, even though James Gunn got to do what he wanted to do, it's still formulaic based on Marvel. And that's where I think they they don't go out of their comfort zone as far as story goes and so it's it's almost like you're seeing it every movie one after the one after one or the other one after the other i will still say that i enjoyed this movie quite a bit it was funny this the story was great um and compared to what we got what we've gotten the past since spider-man this is fantastic compared to what we've got because those movies pretty much sucked i just i just did not like what we've gotten since then um but overall, it was a good movie. Uh, I enjoyed myself. I laughed quite a bit. Uh, overall, story was good. And like I said, when we get into spoilers, we're really getting into some other stuff that, that uh, you know, just some of my ideas that we, we can talk about. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, so talking about villain-wise, I mean, we can go all around without spoiling, but I didn't dislike the villain as much as I guess you two. The only, now, I do agree. I didn't dislike mm-hmm. him. I just didn't necessarily think they were very interesting you know i what think I mean? this villain as i was i was thinking about it last night because i was also playing a video game but i was thinking about what this what they were trying to go for now i do agree that james gunn was allowed to do what he wanted to an extent i do feel like they're we're getting exposed but i feel like there's a restraint i think marvel restrained him on a couple of things yeah. I, th- I think they almost had to on yeah. a couple of things i think he wanted to do a couple of things and they said no because if he was going to make something 100 percent his vision he would make something wacky and maybe a little more sad like than the suicide squad and then you'd be yeah. pushing yeah. rated r yeah, if yeah, you yeah. want exactly, his vision, yeah. I'd imagine. Um, but I like the villain. I, first of all, he's one of the better villain actors. He's a really good actor. He's a he great acts actor, really good yeah. in this, I think. Um, I thought that sometimes, though, he took it a little overboard. 
Well, there I were think, a couple times that I yeah, think it was just. I thought that was kind was, of his. His little overacting. His just, MO. Just I know what parts you mean, of it. He's tyrannical in the way that he wants to purify the world, which had been done before, I guess. Even What's his in, name? The High Evolutionary? Yeah. Yeah. He has made all kinds of different species, so he's, you know. And that you get the backstory of something we all wanted to see, in a way. Like, how and why was Rock, Rock Raccoon made? Mm-hmm. I think in the in all of the Guardians, he's always talked about how he was put together bad. And this movie, you get to see it. Now, it's kind of hard to see. If you... I didn't. T- it wasn't like too emotional for me, but if you have like trauma in the past of animal cruelty, it is right there. It, yeah, it, 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 t- I can it touches see it being, it. I can see it being disturbing for some people, yeah. honestly. But I liked him. I think he was what they needed to be. Um, and the other bad guy isn't really a. He is bad, but he he's not really a you know like comic wise. Oh, yeah. He eventually whatever. But um, I do think that they did what they needed to. Do. I feel like he could have been used more with his power. He's got. Got gravity powers and it's kind of cool when he uses them. I don't know if he's got a charge up time or something. But he doesn't use them all the time. And he probably yeah. could. He seems he, about, um, high evolutionary. Oh, okay. He, it also seems like he's he's sick or something. I don't throughout know. because he's having treatments and sometimes he seems drunk or whatever. Sometimes he seems like he's on he's like higher on pills. I don't know. He doesn't yeah. seem right. It was weird. Yeah. He said he's out of his treatment. And that, anyways, but um, so you, so basically, you just. Start with the Guardians on Nowhere. That's mm-hmm. the Guardians' base. Mm-hmm. Um, Quill is still reeling from Gamora's death, even though she's not really dead, technically. But his Gamora is dead. Mm-hmm. I will say I like what they do with Gamora in this film. I didn't think I, I, didn't think I would like it, but I do like how, yeah, they, me too. how they ended her arc mm-hmm. also, which will get spoilers. We'll get into it. But, you know, he's getting drunk all the time. Everyone's building the base on, on Nowhere. Um it's a solid, I mean, it's not the best opening to a film. It almost feels like they've got. It's at a, it's a point in their lives where they've got nothing to do. They're just kind of bored. There's nothing. Yeah, going on. there's nothing to guard. Nothing going on in the universe. Yeah. I mean, this, since Endgame, there hasn't been. I mean, Kang is around, but nobody seems to know that. Right, I yeah. don't know. I, you can always get into this, right? They're the guardians of the galaxy, mm-hmm. but they don't know Kang's out. You can get into that all the time. It's like right. Doctor Strange. How does not who Thanos is? Like you can, because Doctor Strange is supposed to be. The protector of all of mystic. So, anyways, you right. can get into that if you want to nitpick it, but that's kind of unfair because it's like they want to have their own movies. So, um, but yeah, they're kind of just doing their thing. Um, you kind of get Rocket, you know, because like that, you get you don't get flashbacks for a little bit, but um, and then somebody comes in and just wrecks people, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's in the trailer. So Adam Warlock comes in. Yeah, he's a, this fight scene is actually in the whole trailer. The whole his whole fight scene is the trailer, mm-hmm. just about. Um, and he comes in just. We don't know why he's there at the beginning. Now, he's he's in the cocoon on the what are they called the um, the yellow people? Can't think of their name now. Yeah. Um, from the Guardians Two, but he's in the cocoon. He's basically a baby now. He's Will Poulter, but he's not. He's he, I guess he's like thirty something or twenty something. But he's really just barely. He's just born. So he's just being told by his mom what to do. Right. And that's why he's the villain for now. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he and he messes up Rocket, all that other stuff. So. And I feel like you know, I, I feel like people have been kind of hyped to see Adam Warlock in a film for a long time. I enjoyed him in this film. I, I feel like some comic fans might be kind of disappointed from the version we get in this movie. He's kind of what I thought he'd be because I knew that he would um, be a brand new being. And he's not in it a whole amount. I didn't expect him to be in it very much. Um, he's just kind of he kind of shows up you know wreaks a little bit of havoc and then bounces for a while and then shows up again wreaks some havoc bounces for he a while he becomes integral to draw a part they make him integral for one part right. kind of yeah but it it's, it, it just kind of felt like he was one of those characters that James Gunn just wanted to throw in but didn't necessarily have like a huge role for him yeah 
And with the way this movie goes, we'll see him again, I'm sure. Yeah, um, prob- probably. He's like, I don't know if you can kill him. <laughs> I don't know how you kill him because he should have been dead like four or five times <laughs> in this right. movie. So yeah. um, there's got to be a way to kill a guy. There's always a way to kill somebody. But yeah, so you get all this stuff and like nowhere. It's kind of a cool place to have their base. I mean, it's nowhere has been in every single movie of theirs. Mm-hmm. Infinity War included. Like, they're in nowhere has been an integral part of yeah. it. Um, so it's cool. I mean, then... Um, before I get into spoilers here, because they the reason they do things is because of what happens with Adam Warlock. Right. Yeah, so and I like the fact that uh, yeah, just just keep it vague. I I didn't really know much about this going into it. I knew that there might be a flashback with Rocket Raccoon and uh, Adam Warlock was going to show up. That was about it, really. I didn't know anything else about this, so I I really enjoyed overall. I really enjoyed the entire the entire runtime of the film. But even when the film began and some stuff happens, Adam Warlock shows up. I didn't know where the film was going to go, so I did enjoy that aspect of it. So. It is a little different. I thought it would be, um, and we'll get into that. Good and bad. Right. There's, there's something I didn't love about it, but it's not makes it a bad movie. Um, so do spoilers. No, I am your father. I see dead people, and that's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. So Adam Warlock comes in. Everyone and, dies. And just straight up wrecks everybody. He right. ends up shooting Rocket and pretty much almost killing him. And they went to go they go put a med pack on him. Med packs are pretty cool, turns out. And they completely yeah. heal a nebula when she gets, I mean, wrecked. Yeah. Um and he starts to like seize and starts to shock him. It turns out he has some passcode or key code that he has to have in order to operate on him because of how he was made. So that's the whole drive of this movie He's is saving propri- Rocket. He's a proprietary yeah. uh he, 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 belongs to, he belongs to somebody else, and that's just, yeah. yeah. And that's basically that's the a, movie. 85% of the story. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I, I enjoyed that. I didn't yeah. think that, uh, kind of what you were saying earlier, David, I kind of disagree in the fact that I felt this, yeah, it still has its MCU-isms, I guess you could say, but to me it felt like a cut. I don't know, like like a cut above the rest a little bit because it doesn't it doesn't feel as cookie cutter and as generic as what we've gotten in the past. Um, so I did I really I did really like the story overall, um, where it, or how it starts, where it goes, and how it finishes. Um, so I did res- I did like that about it. Um, but I, yeah, I didn't know that it was basically going to be a mission to save Rocket's life the entire time. Yeah, so they have to so they. Uh figure out that it's key code. They get the Ravagers to come help, and that's where you get Gamora. Gamora's a Ravager now. Mm-hmm. This is the Gamora from the past before she meets the Guardian, where she right. was still with Thanos before she left, and she ends up leaving. So she's kind of a really, like, hard-nosed Gamora, very yeah. death, loves death, loves everything, mm-hmm. which works in this film because what's the funniest part in these films is probably Star-Lord just keeps telling his story over again how she <laughs> is not the right Gamora. And right. How, he's like, this is the story, and, and he's honestly... broken and he loves her. There's a lot of shining moments. Like, there's obviously Rocket is the main focal point. But I think Star Lord in this, or you know, Chris Pratt, he's my favorite part probably. Mm-hmm. And Drax is really good in this. Actually, they give he him. Is. They, they give Drax and Mantis they did some good stuff. With a them. lot more character to Drax and Mantis and Nebula. They all yeah, get Nebula. A lot of Nebula's. I mean, I think they flesh out everyone perfectly. I think the only person they don't flesh out is Groot. Yeah, he's but I mean, he, he's he fleshed out the original Groot. I feel like how can it's hard to flesh him out a little more. But I, I think they did. But yeah, he. Do, I felt like he does kind of get the short end of the stick. No pun intended. Yeah, um, but you go to this new planet. That's one thing I love about these movies. Let's go to planets. You're the Guardians of the Galaxy. You go to these weird planets, yeah. and they do, and it's great. I mean, Nathan Fillion shows up for whatever reason. <laughs> of course, he does. does in those weird, <laughs> fat, wart-looking suits yeah. that they're in. They find out the key code is probably there, so yeah. they go and they have to infiltrate. And this is when you kind of get that spy thing. But of course, for the Guardians, nothing works because you got Drax being an idiot. Mantis was running around doing funny stuff. 
Star Lord's still kind of drunk or whatever. Right. Gamora's off her mantle, doesn't know what she's doing. Like Drax says she's off her meds. And yeah. when Drax starts talking, he just can't stop. No, he, he doesn't can't stop himself. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. It's hilarious. They do a lot of funny stuff in this. They find Nip and Phil in. He talks about how, like, I don't like this one. I got one of those. I, just, I think that kind of, the interaction this. And James Gunn wrote this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. James Gunn knows what he's doing. Yeah, he loves like, his characters. You can tell that he yeah, loves these characters. He's, he's put him in for almost 10 years, like you said, nine. But, um, and I, he finally, I mean, not finally, because Guardians 2 wasn't my favorite. I watched it last week, and it's better than I remember. Um, it also falls from the ego thing. Ego is pretty rough in that. But um, this one, it feels like he had the time to be able to tell you, to show you each of individual's wants and desires and their fighting styles. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which works really well because they don't work very well as a team at first because Gamora doesn't want to be there. You uh, mean like it, like when you're first introduced to the Guardians or like in this no, film? Like in this film. No, they work pretty good together in the first film, actually. Um, but in this film, like Gamora doesn't understand teamwork because she doesn't remember part of a team. And so like she does things they're supposed to. Ends up not going well, but in a way that goes great for the, the viewers because right. there's some cool fight scenes. Mantis is going around making people love Drax. <laughs> a lot of funny stuff in this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just one of the stepping stones to get to Rocket's Kiko, which takes a while. Mm-hmm. I thought, honestly, they were going to revive him after the first planet because Rocket, the thing I didn't love about this film somewhat is I missed Rocket in the fight scenes yeah. because Rocket brings something, like you see at the end, because he is... Eventually I, revived, but he, yeah. him jumping around, making his dumb comments, being a little raccoon, shooting a gun. I miss it. Now, I liked the flashbacks, getting yeah. to see him be cool when he's younger. But that was something that I think they did well, but at the same time, I, w- I didn't like I think it was kind of, uh, I, I get what you're saying. It, it did make me kind of miss Rocket, but I think that was kind of intentional for James Gunn to, to basically say, like, you see how like integral Rocket is to the Guardians. Like even though he's just a raccoon, he's yeah. still he's still an important part that you that you know and love. He's about the smartest that. one, yeah. Right, I think that's what they're going at. Um, but yeah, and it also shows how much they all like love each other. This this really shows a family. Yeah, yeah it does. Because I felt like even one Nebula. of the things that one of the things that kind of for me one of the things that took Guardians Volume Two down a peg is because yes, there is um, there is elements of family and friendship and whatnot but it's like they're constantly just like having mean-spirited debates and like kind of taking each other down and whatnot in this one they do pick on each other and stuff but it does feel like you they have all the actors and all the characters have they're so well fleshed out and they have such amazing chemistry that you do feel like they're a legitimate family and um and i love that aspect of it yeah i mean you even got nebula i mean they gamora's like why would you Risk your life for this badger. She's calling a badger, I think, is what she calls him. Yeah. Um, and they go, because we're family. But she's like, but you guys hate each other. No, we love each other. We're just family. And I think that's interesting because in the first one, they're becoming a family. The second one, they are, but they all kind of, you know, Rocket's like trying to get everyone to hate him. And this one, Rocket is the one that's going, is, is the one that's going to die, but everyone is willing to risk their lives, go all these different planets, go against High Evolutionary, knowing that he is powerful. Knowing that they could easily die. Yeah. For, a, it's, for it's, the family member. It's kind of like that estranged brother or sister that you never see and you really don't like a whole lot, yeah. but if something happened, you know, you're there for him. And that's kind of right. what this was like. Yeah. There's a, a running joke the whole film, which works pretty well for me, is that he keeps, Peter Quill keeps saying my best friend, and Drax goes, second best. And it works, <laughs> but like that's interesting to say his best right. friend because they really don't seem to like each other much throughout the first two films. But we all know they do, but him saying his best friend is Rocket really hits home, especially the scene where he's like crying over him. It's pretty good. The emotions it's do tough, work yeah. in That's this what I'm film. It, it's it, it was it was surprisingly emotional throughout. Question: Did you guys get pretty attached to the flashback animals? Yes, 
I think that they I think and I think that was the point. I mean, I like, think with the amount they give us, what maybe fifteen minutes of screen time for those animals after all that flashback, fifteen twenty minutes probably. They do pretty good in making you feel bad for Crockett. Yeah, they do. They do. They do a good job of pulling on your heartstrings, and I think that's the entire point. Because yeah, I was yeah. thinking to myself, as we're getting to know these characters, these <laughs> these weird, almost creepy Lila looking and floor. That what it is <laughs> teeth and yeah, teeth, yeah, teeth and floor. The all these weird, almost horrific looking creatures that we get to know and love. I'm thinking to myself, this is kind of a delightful little family. I bet they're gonna die. <laughs> yeah. Like I bet that's why we're getting to know them, is so that they can die. And I tell you what, whenever Rocket realizes what's ha- what the high evolutionary is gonna do, and uh, um, again in the flashback, whenever he realizes what the high evolutionary is going to do to them, he creates that key card, tries to get them out, and then when high evolutionary shows up and pops, what was her name, Lila, the yeah. cute little otter thing. Yeah, what, was that an Fla- otter? Yeah, I think what, so. whatever she was. Yeah. I don't know. Whenever he pops her and Rocket's just. I mean, oh my gosh, that was emotional. I mean, it, it really it was. Wrecks him too. Yeah, but and that's the thing you could tell. Like he's never, you know, that was the only. Fr- those are like the only friends he ever had. Well, so. yeah, I mean, they got him as a baby. Yeah, and they, exactly. and they started doing it. Um, did, did you feel any attachment? Really, I did. I probably not as much as you guys did. Uh, I enjoyed the characters. Uh, I thought they, you know, they had them work together as a friendship type thing, and and. I enjoyed that part, but I, I don't think I got as attached as you guys did. Right. So I want to talk about flashbacks a little bit because um, they're not the whole film until like the last act. What I think I liked the most was we get to see what High Evolutionary's point was. His whole point was to basically make the world perfect, which is impossible. Right. It's not. It's one of those like bad guy tropes in a way because there's a lot of bad guy stuff, not just MCU. I don't know. If, I mean, Thanos wanted the same thing basically. Yeah. Kind of, but anyways, his goal was to make a perfect Earth. He made Counter-Earth, and then he's making these crazy animals, and Rocket and his friends think that they're the animals that get to go to this perfect Earth. Right. But they're just Batch 89. They're not. They're supposed to be incinerated, which is kind of mm-hmm. what you're going at. Basically like test, test And they subjects. make these horrific-looking humanoid animals that Rocket fixes for mm-hmm. him without even knowing he fixes. He just, oh, well, you're doing this wrong. Blah, yeah, blah. Peaceful and, monkeys and, and turtles and everything. And that pisses off High Evolution. He goes, yeah. I made you. Why do you know more than me? Why are you smarter than me? Yeah. So that's the whole point. He wants him back to get his brain. I did like that aspect of it, that it kind of dives into Rocket's intellect. Yeah, I and mean, he wants his brain because he wants to know why he's so much smarter than High Evolution. Like, he right. made him. Because you think if you make somebody, they shouldn't, you know, whatever. But High Evolution off his rocker, kills people, and then he goes and shoots other people, and they come in, they shoot around him, end up hitting his friends, and they die. Mm-hmm. Um, and you really get to see Rocket just, just obliterated. And you also get to see him being put together, which I think is... Right. It's not awesome, but I like to see... Because even Nebula says, this is worse to happen to me. And we yeah. all know Nebula was torn apart. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she goes, this is worse than what happened to me with Thanos did. So it makes you really feel for Rocket. Because he yeah, even says sure. in the first film, I didn't ask it to be like this. Because mm-hmm. I didn't ask to be a raccoon or whatever. He doesn't think he's a raccoon yet. He does in this film. But... Um, so you get to see all that, and it, I didn't think I would like it, because I had because I knew going in that we we're gonna get flashbacks, and I knew we we're gonna find out where he's from. I like the way he did it. I should say. I agree. Yeah. I think you can do it, dumb, and make it tropey, and make it like who cares? But I think he did it pretty well in showing it. I so. think it was pretty. I think it was pretty good. The only thing that didn't feel like 100% seamless to me is there's I think most of the time whenever we get a flashback you're kind of looking at Rocket and then it kind of like swoops in like you're kind of seeing what he's thinking and then other times and then a couple of other times it's just showing a flashback just for the sake of flashbacks that's so when the I pacing guess, comes in for yeah me. so I guess you just assume that that's what Rocket's thinking about at that moment I don't know but uh, but besides that little bitty nitpick I mean I, I 
typically don't like flashbacks because it does kill the pacing of a film depending on how you do it. But I think it worked pretty well in this film. Um, and I want to just touch on real quick what you said, Jordan, about um, the high evolutionary wanting to make a perfect planet, a perfect existence, yada, yada. And he, you know, went through everything to make this counter-Earth, to make it perfect. And it, this may seem like a really dumb throwaway line but it's simple yet effective and also kind of funny when chris pratt says like yeah you make this perfect planet where you have octopuses selling meth on the streets and he's like yeah you're right that's why i gotta torch this one too like he doesn't see that he's gonna keep trying to create a perfect world but in doing that it's going to be an imperfect world there's but no I, such thing. but i think that that leads to you realizing his insanity mm-hmm. i think that 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 points to it right there because yeah. because he keeps trying over and over again, and you get to the point where I don't think he's really trying to make perfection. I think he's just wanting to do this more and more and more and create. And in his own mind, it's he's he's looking for perfection, but in reality, he just this is just what he does now, and it, it doesn't go away from that. Because in order to get perfection, I mean, you have to take away, uh, you have to take away free will. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't take away free will, he's screwed because people are going to start doing what they do. Or yeah. these creatures can start doing what they do. And so I think you get to a point where you see his insanity and you're like, he really doesn't care about perfection. This is just what he does. True. And they villainize it pretty good because he basically is committing genocide right. on counter earth because you even get connected to these weird humanoids that can't speak the same language. You even care right. for them. Yeah. You care yeah. for this family that takes in the Guardians after he's pummeled this one kid, Drax does. And, <laughs> and Drax just, I don't know why, little simple, dumb comedy bits work really well for me like Drax going back to lay on that couch yes, I see time. you Drax he's like why is it oblong or like why why is it like this I was, you know I was the whole time I was thinking that's something Jordan would do <laughs> I just I just yeah um but you get like you care about this family that helps them like they yeah. do pretty good like this family is nice and that family probably is dead I mean yeah. everyone that other than probably. our guardians that see, we just see about everybody yeah. are probably dead because he just commits genocide and it really shows you like where he's at he's just you can't achieve perfect no matter what you want to do unless, like you said, they're slaves and they don't have a mind of their own. Like right. That's really what he's... He wanted free will without aggression, kind of what he was going for, and he rocket yeah. fixes the aggression part, but people are still going to make bad choices. You can't make perfection, and then you get to the point where he's he has a purpose, but his purpose is, is imperfect, which mm. is interesting that the, his purpose isn't perfect. He wants well, you know, you think, about, you think about perfection also. You, if, yeah. if, you, if you're going <laughs> for that perfection type of society, you have to make sure that nothing bad happens in their lives ever because people turn to other things to, 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 to take away that, that, that sadness, that, that whatever's missing in their life, they turn to other things, and that's kind of where he doesn't quite see it that way. He just right. sees he can, he can create these creatures and they'll be perfect. And it just it just doesn't work. I will say, the Guardian kill a person in this one, like in front of us. So they go they kill a person. Yeah, they go. Well, I don't know if they're maybe it's a person, but right. they go and they have to find the key code. So we're going through all this stuff, and they finally realize that mm-hmm. they need to go to the guy. He's setting a trap for them. They go to Counter Earth. They do get, that thing on the side of his head. Yeah, yeah. You looks get, like what's his face from uh, I don't know. I thought like RoboCop and something else. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You get um, the first F bomb. For yes. people that want that. Did you guys like the F-bomb use? In this? I mean, if you're going to use it, it seems like a good place to use it. Yeah. That, that's I, the thing. I it didn't feel like it was necessary, though. I, you know, I felt, it's just, well, I mean, like... It's never it, necessary, if you ask nece- me. Is it necessary in any MCU film? No, yeah. but it's like... It, it didn't feel forced. It felt like it was, was a funny kind of moment. A, that was kind of a yeah. natural comedic f bomb, and I figured it would be a comedic f bomb. Yeah, and he was like, like "Open the door." He was like, "You pushed in." I think you're pushing the key cool. Like, <laughs> it was funny. Poor Nebula just doesn't know how to open up like an '88 Buick. <laughs> yeah, he didn't know how to drive it either. So there's a lot of funny things, and um, you even get like callbacks to his family at home. Like there's a thing, whatever. But um, 
And they figure out they have to go to to the high evolution because the guy that has it's on his head. It's like a USB driver to his head, basically. It's kind of what I'm looking yeah. thinking. And so, and they know it's a trap, but he's like, if you know it's a trap, it's a face off. And then the guy more like, no, that's not. It's but a trap. Anyways, <laughs> so they go there and they have to get it off his head, and they fight the high evolutionary. Groot, pretty cool in this scene. He has like 18 guns in his body. That was freaking awesome. Groot yeah. branches out into like 58 different arms and stuff, and has a bunch of guns. Just in this epic like. Um, uh, What's the word? Circle. Yeah. <laughs> Circle shot of him and uh, Peter taking out the bad guys. It was there's some cool stuff in there for sure. I guess they didn't, either didn't like scan the tree or the tree doesn't scan well because they scan Quill. Who knows? Yeah. So I don't know. They didn't show it. Um, but they go through and then they do their thing and like they jump off with the guy. But and I thought they were gonna save him because you know Groot comes out with wings. What are you cool? Nah, they just put him into the dang dirt, bro. I like the <laughs> fact that they just subtle things how they kind of show like all the different. Like you said earlier, Jordan, they kind of display. All the different things the Jor- the, the the Jordans, your Jordan, mm-hmm. all the different <laughs> things the Guardians are capable of. Just little things like uh, little things like, well, first of all, Quill just leaping out of the side of this <laughs> flying building, and then Groot following him, and then him growing wings and stuff. Like you never think about little things like that, but just little creative things like that, I really enjoy. But I think even the killing of that guy, I think this is where you get into that was some, nice. something that James Gunn get away with that other directors probably couldn't. Yeah. And yeah, that, yeah. That, that 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 leads to that, and that's kind of how. It's really the feeling of this whole movie. There's certain things he can do that other directors maybe can't. Yeah, yeah. they screwed that guy up too. Yeah, Just he, he, <laughs> he gives Star Lord kind of free reign to do what he wants because his friend is dying. Like in other films, like you know, Star Lord, he even says he messed up the universe, and then anyway says it in this movie. But you know, in other films, kind of, I mean. Like Captain America, let's use him for example. He has had everyone around him, like Renner, like Bucky goes down, right. but he never really kills anybody mm-hmm. because Captain America is also um, Captain America. But in this one, Star Lord never really wanted to either. But in this one, James Gunn's showing you that he would do anything for his best friend right. who is dying, and even if it's not the most morale thing, to, the more like his morality, moral yeah. thing to do, probably isn't. But I mean, you then again, tell, he's kind of a throwaway character, anyways. Yeah, you can tell killed. in this film that. Um, he he has grown, but he also still like Quill has grown, but he also still has a moral compass. You know, he's not just going to go in blind and kill all these people. Yeah, like he maybe Gamora or Drax wants to do. Um, but at the same time, he didn't seem too too torn up about this guy. Dying. No, this, he needed his. <laughs> no, he at needed that his point, head. at that point, I think he was just so far, so far gone. He needed to get that to save Rocket, and he didn't care because Nebula was like, "It's almost time." He basically flatlines. He's like, "We need it now," and so he yeah. did what he had to do. But he does tase everyone on the other planet, unlike Gamora shooting everybody. <laughs> um, but, you know, Gamora's the whole thing, you know, she's crazy. Mm-hmm. She's just like... She's a little unstable. She's yeah. unstable, she's insane, kind of, but she's, she's a, a ravager. And so, you have well, this thing... Well, growing up the way that she remembers yeah. growing up. I mean... Just Thanos is a dad. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a great childhood. Um, and so, you get that throughout the film, too. You get that she is not the same Gamora. And so, throughout this film, I kind of... By this act, before Rocket, you know, they get the Kiko for Rockets, they do. Her, her and Gamora, him and Gamora, kind of have a couple of sequences together where they kind of start liking each other, it looks like. They're laughing at each other, they're kind of mm-hmm. smiling at each other. She finds out he has a family kind of stuff. And so I thought they were going to go in the way of, like, them ending together. Which we'll get, they did. Which we'll get into too, yeah. a little yeah. bit, too, yeah. Um, as you go along, like, a high evolutionary decides to bomb the planet. They do. Half the guards get off the thing. Half of them think they're on it, so they go on it. And then you have the third act of this. Basically, they 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 revive Rocket, which was great. I, th- I wasn't sure they're gonna do it. Therefore, I thought maybe they actually kill him. 
would, yeah. it would be crazy if they did. But I didn't <laughs> see that's part of. I think that's part of what's maybe what's bothering me about the movie is that if I had a a gripe early is that okay? Now there were rumors. We're gonna, well, I'm gonna go back to this. There were rumors that somebody was gonna die. Okay, cool, whatever. But it felt like throughout the movie, at different times, it felt like there was a possibility somebody was gonna go. At different times, I felt it maybe two or three different times during the movie. You weren't sure exactly who it was, but it it felt like there wasn't enough of a build up to that point that that character was definitely going to die or not. You know, it just felt like they put him in some danger. We thought maybe, but then you're going, no, not really, probably not. And then even with the the rocket, you know, go to the light, go to the light type scene, I still didn't feel like this was it was going to happen. Right. I just. There was something inside me going, no, he's not dying. They're not gonna. This isn't how it's how it, how his story ends. I just didn't feel that, and maybe that's part of the why it didn't touch me as emotionally because I I just did not see that happening. Um, and then even as we get well, as we go farther into the story, there was a certain certain characters thought, well, maybe they will, but then at the same time, I just I'm like, I just don't see it because of the build up toward it. I just don't see them like. All of a sudden, just whacking somebody and they're gone. I just, you know, it's not usually, it's not that, it's not as formulaic as that. And so I just, I never felt that sense of urgency as far as that goes. Um, maybe that's what's missing for, for, for me. I don't know. But that's just, that's just where I'm standing. I think the, um, I think a, a good filmmaker can, and I think James Gunn's a great filmmaker, I think a good filmmaker can basically keep you on your toes to where they don't need to unnecessarily kill off characters. Like, yes, somebody in this could have died and it would have been emotionally impactful. However, I think James Gunn did a good job of making the movie just as emotionally impactful. This is just my opinion. Mm -hmm. James Gunn did a good job of making the movie just as emotionally impactful without actually needing to kill any characters. Because um, you don't have to do it unnecessarily you know what i mean like you don't, you don't have to just whack somebody just for the sake of like oh so and so died can you believe that it's like but i think the feeling of literally any of these characters could die at any moment i did feel like that several times throughout the film i mm-hmm. thought rocket would die i thought peter would die i thought really any of them were um basically up for grabs at this point that feeling of knowing that we could lose any of these characters is just as impactful for me as actually killing one of them yeah, and so, I didn't. I didn't care if anybody died or not. It did, yeah, it did, that, and I'm usually all about that, murdering some characters. That, did, you know? that so. didn't matter to me. It was just, it was just felt like they they kind of pushed it to that point a number of times throughout the movie, and then pulled you back. Mm-hmm. And I just, I was kind of like, I don't really care if they die or not. You know, if they do, they do. Yeah, that's cool. But I just felt like it was just. They took you to that brink and then brought you back. Took you to that brink and brought you back, and I was just like, man, you know, I get I just, what you're saying. I just, it's just no one. I will me say that part this is it. this is the first MCU film in three years where, like I said, I felt like some, I felt like there was a real possibility that we could lose a beloved character, and I felt like if we did lose a character, I would actually care. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I would actually care right. about these characters. Every MCU film to come out in the last three years, I'd say. I don't give an F if they die. First of all, I don't think they will die. Like not right. like I, th- most of the MCU films feel like there's zero stakes involved. So I don't feel like any of them will die. Even if they did, I wouldn't really care. Yeah. So that, I like the fact that this film felt weighty. It felt like it had some some weight, some heft to it. Like we could lose some people. Yeah, and so they eventually all come together. They're, they find out there's kids and animals um, that are on this ship. So they all come together, and High Evolutionary calls his main forces to go fight them and this is when 
We haven't talked about this yet, but the soundtrack of this movie is pretty great. I love, oh, I love the soundtrack yeah. of this movie. <laughs> All you three know of it's them gonna are. Be. You like know I said, I love the soundtrack. You, yeah. hit, you get over to the ni- you get nineties and two thousand in this one, and so they <laughs> we're about to go into this crazy like this. You can see them walking together against another enemy, and they're just playing no sleep, no sleep, no sleep to Brooklyn, Brooklyn yeah. Beastie, Beastie Boys. Boys. Yeah. And for some reason, it just slaps. You're like, why does this, this work so well? <laughs> this is awesome. This is one of the better. It's like a looks like a one shot type thing mm-hmm. going yeah. all the way around. Every single character is getting a good amount of screen time of just wrecking these different animals. Yeah. They're all crazy octopus, bear, weird things. They're all yeah. and the the things. camera angles were. Perfect. It was great. I, mean, I was smiling fantastic. ear to ear during that entire scene because yeah. I was like, just the filmmaking nerd in me. I was like, this is so cool. Not only is it like expertly crafted and done really well where you display each character doing something awesome. It's just a freaking cool moment. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's up there is one of the coolest fight scenes there is. Like I said, some of those camera angles where they, they put a hole through somebody and that camera went mm-hmm. right through the hole. I was yeah. like, oh, this is fantastic. You have no sleep of Brooklyn in the background. Yeah, just, yeah exactly. Know, for and I'm some like, reason why, works. why is Beastie Boys working so Beastie well? Beastie Boys works in just about every, every movie. It doesn't matter what movie it is. It reminded me of the, Boys of, the, of the church scene in Kingsman yeah. when Freebird's Free playing. It's yeah. Colin Firth. Not, or Colin, yeah, Colin Firth kills all those people. It, it was nice. So you get one of the coolest scenes ever. Of course, they kill everybody there and right. they have to go find the high evolutionary. Well, they all split up, do their thing. They're saving all these kids and... They all get back and they call James Gunn's brother. I can't think of his name in this dang film. Sean Gunn. Oh, Craglin. I know. Yeah, I know his real name. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, I was like Sean no. Craglin, who <laughs> Craglin. hasn't done a crazy amount. Yeah. Um, to help. Well, there's. They call it all these crazy things, and they go and they infiltrate nowhere. And the dog. And Cosmo, but he's not there quite yet as a help. He's just she. there. Yeah. Is I it a she? I think Cosmo's a she. No right? clue. They say bad or yeah, good I think dog. So. Yeah. so I think um, he says she's a good girl. Yeah, or she's a good dog. They get infiltrated. So it looks like everything's going bad. Like nowhere is infiltrated. They're not doing the best on the other side of saving these kids and stuff. And then um, Craglin finally gets over his whatever it is and uses the whistle arrow. I know, that's probably a word for it. I don't know what the, the name of that yeah. weapon. The whistle arrow is what I'm going to call it. Chekhov's whistle arrow and he thing. he straight up just wrecks everybody. Yeah. Which I figure is going to happen yeah. for his yeah. development. Like, you, know, you saw it at the beginning. You're like, that's going to come back into play later. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Like I said. Um, Can I just ask a really random dumb question? Uh, was that dog CGI? Yeah. Was it? Yeah, for sure. They, they did was, very good with it. It was I mean, excellent. Was I it? saw Cosmo at the beginning. I was like, that is the one of the best CGI. I thought it was a real. I thought it was a real dog because yes. the entire time I thought to myself, like, this is. I'm not watching Call of the Wild with Harrison Ford. That god awful. That was big horrible. Mutt. Yeah. Well, I mean, and the thing is, they have man, the money. So the thing is, look at look at the last MCU movie we got. We got Batman, right? Yeah. And look that at was the just, CGI. That, that was it just sucks. That was just wall to wall music video backdrops, mm-hmm. is what. And it was. And then you get the CGI for this movie. And what seems? What is the disconnect there? I don't understand. They care about one, not the other. I, well, I know, but I'm just. I saying, do think they, they put more. I do think I do think the studio cares more about the Guardians films than they do Ant Man. But however, well, I don't know. They're pushing Kang quite a bit for the future. Anyway, I also think the filmmakers had a lot more time to make Guardians because well, they've been working on this film for four years. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, if you have that technology, do it every time. Don't yeah. just give us crap one movie well, and then do they, this. Yeah. For they the next pushed movie. out Ant Man. I mean, they they they. They basically rushed out Ant Man quite a bit. That's See, why it looks away. Take your time. They, do, I, do it right. I think they also pulled up in a corner, Ant Man, because in Gardens of the Galaxy, yeah, you're in space, but how hard is it to make space? Right. In Ant Man, in the Lost Quantum Manium, they're in like a all CGI world. They yeah. put this up in a corner where like they did, yeah. They did the whole like prequel thing. Everything's green screen, <laughs> so it's like they put themselves in a corner, and it did look like Phantom Menace. In a because if moments. you think about it, yeah, in Infinity War, it was all green screen, but 
they care more about Avengers. Yeah. So I do put agree. More time it looks it. It's, it's night and day. That's yeah, the thing. When you, put, when you put more Bothers time me. and effort into everything from the script that James Gunn wrote for this, you can tell he worked on it for a long time. Because I heard that he started writing the script for this during Guardians 2. I mean, like, so he put a lot of time and effort into writing the script and storyboarding and getting the whole thing organized. And you can tell the visual effects artists, the VFX guys, all those guys put a lot of time and work and effort into it, making it look good. And you know what? Yeah. It does. It's not in days in the last it one. It looks I agree. fantastic, yes. Um, so you kind of keep going, and then they kind of, <laughs> they prevail, basically, over nowhere. They basically beat everybody. Yeah. And it looks like they're prevailing in the ship. It's starting to blow up because they've made... They brought the Nowhere ship, which is the dead godhead, right. in, and they have sealed it with Cosmos That's powers cool of ship. telekinesis. Yeah, it is. <laughs> one of the cool ships, I mean, honestly. Yeah. They So they get all these kids through, and then Rocket's like, Rocket's going there and seeing animals, right? right. Then you get another really cool scene, I think. Um, this Rocket meets the villain, mm-hmm. obviously. After he finds out he's a raccoon, he finally realizes he's a raccoon. I yeah. am a raccoon. I like that little yeah. bit. I love that. Yeah. And... He's fighting him, and he's like, "My name's Rocket Raccoon." Very good, <laughs> not as good as Avengers Assemble, but it's right it's there. Good <laughs> no. um, but you get a really cool, like another cool one-shot circular scene of all the Guardians just walloping high, evol- high evolutionary as he's got Rocket at the top. He uses his gravity boot you see earlier, comes down. He's like, "I'm Rocket Raccoon." And they all just get one good hit in, and then they take off his face. You find mm. out Rocket really messed him up, really badly <laughs> messed him up. Um, I like that scene just of him on his chest just gosh. viciously ripping it. Oh, that was from earlier in the film. But it still, is, yeah. Uh, but still. That's one of the scenes I'm like, it's kind of a dark movie because they, they show it. they peel his face off, too. Yes, they show it. And like, which it's is, Red which School-like. Which not used to. Yeah, it looked like Two-Face in the Dark Knight. Yeah, but better. Um, and you get a cool another cool scene. One thing I would say is I feel like the big bad was kind of defeated a little too easily. Yeah, maybe. Again. He uses his, like you said, or, well, you just saw podcast, but he said this last night. He uses yeah. his abilities to wipe out a whole room and then has Takes a little bit of trouble with the Guardians. Everybody in the room just by getting in. He gets, yeah. he gets mad. Big explosion takes everybody yeah. out, but then you don't really see that kind of power throughout the rest of the movie. That's the yeah. biggest it's question. Just, you know, might be his power. The the whole the whole power plot convenience struggle has been an issue with the MCU yeah. for a long time. Right. It's like so and so uses their powers here, but not here. You know, it's just yeah. Hulk is strong here, not here. You know, I agree. Yeah, they do it with Vision and I mean yeah. Scarlet Witch and like all these characters. Thor I mean, even because I I saw how powerful he was right there, and I was like, holy crap, the dude's got some power. Yeah, that's true. And, and then only- and then his death scene, it's like yeah. Eh. Yeah. Maybe he's yeah. not so powerful. Yeah, and we'll get... So, Adam Warlock is in throughout this whole thing. He's, like, trying to kill him the whole time because he's basically... He is meant to take Rocket back to High Evolutionary. Well, they, right. they fail. His mom's like, we got to get him before anybody else. His mom dies on counter like that scene where Adam Warlock torched that guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you said, show him we mean business. How could I show him more business? Than yeah. when I, just, like, yeah. I didn't he's mean just incinerate a, him. And then he becomes a good guy by the end, which I knew was going to happen. He's part of the Guardians mm-hmm. eventually, so that it made sense. Cute little bear dog creature that he yeah, adopts that's or whatever. The, I kind of wish we would have saw more of that. That thing comes over cute. and starts loving on him after he incinerates his owner, and he's like, I don't like the way that makes me feel. <laughs> I like that makes you feel. Um, and so you get to where everyone gets over but Peter. This I wish this scene was in the movie. I wish that, or kill him. That's where I'm at. So yeah. mm-hmm. this movie, this is the only, one of the only in a far fetched type of movie. This is the most far fetched scene in the movie, where we know that humans die within seconds of being in space. Mm-hmm. Peter Quill is no longer a god halfway because the light is out of ego. Just watch this movie, by the way. That's how right. I, he's no longer godlike because yeah. once he kills ego, his half godness is gone. That's how I understand. He's just it. a guy. Yeah, just right. a guy. He is in space for what feels like a minute. 
It's like a solid six. And even like yeah. blows up, like mm-hmm. bloats up. And then Adam Warlock comes to save him, even does the God Demand thing. You guys see that? Yeah. Yes. Thought like, that was the, interesting. Um, Adam and whatever yeah, painting that, that is. Adam Warlock yeah. thought that was interesting. That was, yeah. That, you know. Parallels. Parallels, I know, right? <laughs> Never thought of that. And he saves him by putting him back in the thing. And I was like, they're actually going to kill him. Which it, my wife was like, no, he better not. I said, well, <laughs> to me, it would make, I thought they would. It would I mean, make I they sense could. to kill the leader right. because it looks like they're going to start another team. I was like, I don't love it because I, I love Chris Pratt. I love Star yeah. Lord, but it would make an impact that he did that. Granted, the reason he would have died, he went back for his Walkman. Just <laughs> say for Walkman. So <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was even at first. You're like, at first, I was thinking to myself, Oh man, that's such a Star Lord thing to do. It Go is. back to get his even to like, get his yeah. thing. But then afterwards, when he gives it to Rocket and he said, "I went back and got this for you," I was like, "Man, that's why he was." millimeters away from death is because he went back to get something for his friend he, after all that. And, like, e- that and he even like that, smart that enough to like get something to push him across and debris hits him which is right i feel like space logic one-on-one that actually would, i feel like actually would work. i feel yeah, like that makes that, sense that would like pass in the martian or something but yeah and then interstellar well, and then and then realistically <laughs> he yes he should have died he yeah. should have died but um I would have been okay mm-hmm. if he died, actually. Me too, me too. But at the same time, I'm glad they didn't kill him, you know, because I do love Chris Pratt. Um, well, see, I thought they were going to kill Drax on that one planet. I thought he was going to die. He got shot twice and actually hurt him. Yeah. I thought Nebula might die. You're right. I think it shows you that he wanted to kill people. I think Marvel told him not to. I Because after Maybe. he made the Suicide Squad in the first part of that film was like half him dying. Pete Davidson gets his face blown yeah, off. Thank yeah, thank goodness. That was good. I think it... That was a great... It seemed like... Great opening. I wouldn't be surprised... Yeah, it was. I wouldn't be surprised if the first, like, don't kill the first script he had that he killed at least a Drax. Yeah. I don't think Rocky would have died the whole time. I think it was too obvious. Yeah. A yeah. Drax, a Mantis, even Peter Quill. Like, that's ballsy. I mean, you kill my Iron Man in the MCU. Why can't you kill the, the leader of the Guardians? Because yeah. I, mean, I feel like he is fleshed out just as good as Iron Man is because... He yeah, has, at this point, at I this think point, so, yeah. he is a big enough character. Now, I, I understand why they didn't, but I think right. if you put him in a situation, a human, now Gamora out there, yeah. I get it, Drax out the there, dude would be Mantis, dead, yes. maybe. But I mean, it's just like me out there. <laughs> you he know, died, yeah. he, I, I, I don't think, think you should put him in that situation. I think, I think the reason they did it and they made that whole space, him stuck in space thing, as lengthy as it was, to basically. To be emotionally impactful, to it be was. like, oh, I think we're going to spend a minute here lingering on his nasty, bloated face, freezing up in in the middle of the atmosphere. We're gonna we're gonna stay on here for a minute because I want you guys to feel the impactment of him actually dying. While at the same time, I think I do feel I did feel that, but on the other side of the coin, it feels like if he's going to get saved, it feels less practical because he definitely should have died. You know what I mean? I mean, Yondu dies really fast. Yondu. Yeah. An alien. So I don't mm-hmm. know. You know, in the second one, Yondu dies the same way. Uh, he may have been your mean, father, but he wasn't your daddy, daddy boy. Yeah. But even with all these, you know, close deaths, whatever, close, you know, being being close to dying, whatever, you still, this is, like I said, problem I have with MCU. Deaths really don't matter anymore. Yeah. They always bring them back if they want to. I understand. It's just. But it felt different in this just, movie it's just for some different. I don't know if don't it was know. just the way, the way the story was laid out, the way it was made. I don't know. Something just felt different to where I felt like anyone could actually die. See, I think that if someone dies in this one, it would have been finalized. I think that's yeah. what I liked about this film. The narrative-wise, I think because the way they ended each feel character. Like, oh, blah, yeah. blah, blah, multiverse. Somebody's coming back. Exactly, which was I was afraid of. So we're getting so at this point, they win, right? It wasn't anticlimactic. I'll say it was climactic. It was like middle. It wasn't mm. like fantastic the way they ended it, but it was fine. Because I, like high evolution I thought went it was, down kind of I fast. thought it was probably the way they needed to end it, though. Well, I'm talking about the I high thought, evolutionary oh, stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. But they get back, and this part I think I love the most. <laughs> they Peter Quill says, I've got to go see my grandpa. I'm going to leave the Guardians. Mantis is like, well, I've only done what people told me to. I want to leave, too. Mm-hmm. And Drax wants to go with her. And then Nebula's like, no, I need you to be a dad, which was a great scene. Man, that was, oh, a, good yeah. that was a good scene. Nebula's like, i got to leave the city. Gamora's like, well, I'm going to go to the Ravagers. Right. This scene right here, I didn't love it at first because I didn't want them to leave, but then I realized this is perfect. Yeah. Because you get to where, this is what I love about the Gamora. They don't end up together. They right. seem to like yes. each other at the end. Maybe even love, but they have to do their own thing. They seem like they're kind of... And they even show Gamora, like, ecstatically happy with the Ravagers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, and I, I was like, like thank because, you, Marvel. Because yes. that's the way... Because this is not the same Gamora. She's happy. Yeah. She's happy with the Ravagers. She's not happy with the Guardians. She's a different person. So yeah. I like the way they illustrated that. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, before, before, before she died... She was part of that family. Oh, She's yeah. no longer part she of that family. She's mom and dad, basically. But yeah. now she knows the Ravagers. She loves the Ravagers. That is her family. And they lowered that that wall that she had put up around yeah. the Guardians. And you got to see who she really was around the, the Ravagers. And I thought that was that was a great end to her story at, at this to this point. It's a great end to the Guardians, man. I mean, uh, like, it is. this is supposedly the last Guardians film. Now, how good this is doing, it would surprise me if they don't come back with the new Guardians team. So they That's make true. a new Guardian scene. Basically, Rocket. I don't know. I just don't know that it'd be as good though. Probably I mean, not. Rocket. Well, no, but Rocket. I would like to see maybe a, maybe a Disney Plus show or something. I never thought I'd say that because I'm they're churning maybe. out so much garbage. I don't, Disney I don't know about that either. But what I wouldn't mind seeing is having them show up to help somebody in another movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what he said. No more Guardians in the movie. They never said that Guardian was gone. Right? Yeah, I don't, and I don't like the way. And this is just the the structure of the MCU. I don't like the way. Like at the end of Endgame, Thor is going to be with him, and then at the very beginning of Thor: Love and Thunder, he's like, "Just kidding, I'm leaving you guys." And then yeah, it's I like, didn't like that either. I didn't like all that crap where you think that they're going to be integral to other films and whatnot. No, doesn't matter. So, and even Rocket's like, the Guardians are split up, and he goes, "No, you're the new captain. You'll be better than me." And so he stars the new Guardians, and you see the Guardians yeah. as. Him, some little girl. I don't know who that is. I probably should. I don't know who it is. I don't know if that's something. But Adam Warlock, Groot, and I can't remember Shanghai's name again. Cracklin. Cracklin. Um, and you see a end credit. Groot gets freaking big. Yeah, you get you get an end credit scene with them, which is really good. I like the. I'm sorry. I was just gonna. It's just randomly. I like the design of Groot in these films because like it's kind of like with a normal tree. If you cut it down, it's not gonna grow back the same way. So I like yeah, the way he's Groot going is, through like different. Groot types. evolves. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Um, but by the end, I mean like it seems very final. Like these people are gone. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, to me, until the last end credit scene, it felt like nobody was coming back. Mm-hmm. And I said, Man, that's pretty cool. I was like, I'll, I told them, do you guys, I was hoping that we'd get the title card, the guardians will not return. Right. Because that's what I was told. Mm-hmm. I think that's perfect to do that. We didn't get that. I like what they gave us instead. They though. gave us an end credit scene of Chris Pratt eating. Eating cereal. <laughs> yep. And it's the legendary Star Wars will return. Yeah. And I said, there we go. Because everyone legendary loves Star Chris Wars. Pratt. That's it. Yeah. It's like, we know Star Wars is going to be coming back. We don't know about the rest of the guardians. I like yeah. kind of leaving it up there. Yeah, and I, and did you like that Groot talked? I don't know. It was weird. Wasn't I it? was I had mixed emotions. Yes. He said, "I love you guys," and part yeah. of me was like, "Oh, that's so sweet." Another part of me was like, "Why the f are you saying that now?" It also sounds a lot more like Vin Diesel in this movie. Yeah, I didn't sounds like that. Just I know like, you didn't. I didn't like that. <laughs> yeah. I could actually hear He's Vin like, Diesel. Family like don't care for that. Um, <laughs> I love my love. <laughs> I would have pissed myself. If he said something like that. <laughs> yeah. if he said something like family, but uh, no, I. It cu- caught me off guard. I'm like, you can speak English right. or whatever you, whatever you speak. Just do it. Because there was a running joke the whole thing that Gamora can't understand until the end. And then he speaks freaking whatever they right. speak. I don't know if it's English. or It's what we can understand. It's all yeah. translated with Mantis and stuff. Um, but I also like the sequence with them like sitting there waiting for um, the bad things coming. That's the new Guardians. And like, should, we, should we go? It's like, on my mark and go. And like, it just looked, I mean, they yeah. feel like a team. It looks good. 
I don't need to see them again. I would. Would I like to see them? I would like to see the Ravagers back with Gamora. I would be Wouldn't cool with. It. I would be cool with like seeing a little, like seeing like a small Disney Plus show that that, yeah. that revolves around Rocket and Kraglin and Groot and Warlock. But if we never see them again, which we'll see Adam Warlock again for sure because people want to see him. But right. if we never see. Yeah, Will Poulter had to have a shirtless scene because he got pretty cut. He got cut. If we <laughs> never see these characters again, it I'm wouldn't okay. bother me because yeah. of the way they did it. It's not like Thor: Love and Thunder. At the end, at the end, you don't care. Like you don't care what Thor's like. Right. Like, he's yeah. gonna be back for sure. But it's like. Yeah, and it's they mainly, ruined him. <laughs> it's mainly, yeah because they turned Thor into Forrest Gump. Yeah. So and they turned Doctor Strange into kind of like they've done that. Yeah. in our last, the only person I feel like other than these guys, Spider Man has had he's got he's he's getting through movies. Right. But Spider Man, if you would have ended Spider Man right there, he I became cool Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boom, you're good. Now we get through movies because money, money. Um, <laughs> and I love Spider Man, but like they do it with certain characters. Other characters are like, you know what? Who cares about Thor? He's an idiot now. Right. Doctor Strange, kind of an idiot. You know, we're gonna make a bad movie with him. No one cares about the Eternals. Like all of them are stupid. And they kind of scrapped Eternals yeah. too. Really good. That's a shame. Good. Now I, they will show up in the movies though. That has been pretty much confirmed. They will be in like the Secret Wars movie. That's like, fine. Dang, I just don't want to sit through another movie of them. No one wants to. It's it's horrible. Like, I don't like it at all. But um, yeah, I think that, I don't know. I liked it quite a bit the way they did it. I wasn't sure how they were going to do it, man. I was afraid they were going to have a good movie and ruin it at the end, and they did perfect for okay, me. Okay, so let me ask you a question. So. Yes. What we've got since Spider-Man, okay, this script is superior, I think. By a lot. the other movies, okay? (laughs) Yes. The script is superior. The way it was shot is superior. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's just say it's a superior movie to all the crap we've gotten since then, It's the best film since No Way Home. Okay. Now, do you think part of that, okay, it is definitely good. Do you think part of that, though, is because we've gotten so much crap, and then we got this, that it just feels like it's so much higher, so much better? Um, I think it's possible. I also think that James Gunn is one of the better I agree with MCU that. people, yeah, I and think I think he's I one of the that. better filmmakers. That mm-hmm. and also we we got a lot of movies that no one cared about. Like we get Black Widow, we get Shang Chi, and people like Shang Chi. I don't. You can like it. I don't love it. But but do you think that adds to why it is so good right now because of all the crap that we've gotten? You know, I don't in know this, in the past year. It's possible, but I also think this is a very high up MCU. I agree. Movie. Yep. So yeah. if I this would have came would, out in phase it would be three, pretty solid no matter when it came out. Like yeah. I said, it's just yeah. just a question. Is something that went through my head last night. Is like it also felt like you guys think. he loved this movie. The other movies felt like they hired a director. Hey, I need this to happen. And they made their money and they didn't care about it. Mm-hmm. Like Amen and the Wolf Club, I didn't feel like anybody cared about that because yeah. nobody died in that either. And and I think Scott Lang should have died in that movie. Just saying, that'd been awesome. He would have died or something. Mm-hmm. They should have because that movie was not very good, honestly. But this movie, it felt like James Gunn was like his little baby. Well, yeah, he finally I mean, ends I mean, his trilogy. It is his baby. I mean, because so, you know yeah. he's been from the from the beginning. He's yeah. been cashing out these characters. I mean, it's and and it feels like a like a love letter to to the MCU. Say, hey, and the Guardians. I'm, I'm getting ready to go to you know DC and do my yeah. thing there. We'll Peace see out. what he does there. Right? I'm excited for <laughs> and him. And it now. just he's he's, a, it feels like this a... this is his love letter to to the fans yeah. and everybody and saying it may I love be... what you guys have done. I love what we've done. And and here you go. That's right. It may not be um, our farewell to the Guardians, but it's basically James Gunn's farewell mm-hmm. to the Guardians, which, which I like. Which but it's also a shame. I'm hoping they don't. How then. well he did the Guardians. Yeah. I don't want to come back head first into DC. I don't want them to come back and move. James Gunn's not going to do it. Because I, I don't need another director come in and just ruin it. No. I don't think like they're going to make another Guardians film. I don't either. But I also would like him to at least be in the room when they bring you know, him back. But you know, bring it, someone back in. So I don't think it's going to happen, though, because no, it's still with either. these DC now. But it also makes you look back at like the last two Thor movies we've got. I'll, but everyone, I know, you're I know, biased. I know people. I know people love it. I I'm not. I do not 
care for him a whole lot. And then a lot of it has to do with the comedy and what they did with Thor. I mean, th- what they did with Thor just bothers me. Um, Thor but Thor is gone, that's what I'm but it <laughs> shows you what happens when you have a director that loves these characters and what and loves. And loves loves these characters so much that he's he's he he embraces them and 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 wants you to see the best in them compared to a director who's like, yeah, let's make this funny, let's yeah. let's do this, let's go in and just yeah, this is a good script, I like it, and I like, uh, what's his name Tiki Waititi? Taika Waititi. I, I like him. I like him a lot. I just don't think he was the best choice for to direct these other movies, and. When you get a director that is so passionate and loves these characters, you see the difference, yeah. and that's what I'm seeing here. Yeah, um, and like I said, we went through the end credit scene, so um, we'll go ahead and grade it. If anyone wants to say anything else, I think we covered everything pretty well, unless we missed something. Um, so, go ahead, Matt. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, more so than I thought I would. Um, you know, I'm going to give it a B plus. Um, if I rewatch it again, I may honestly go up to like an A minus or so, but, um, uh, I don't know if it'll go down for me. Maybe the emotional stuff won't play as well on a rewatch. I don't know, but, um, but I, I'm going to land on a B plus. I really enjoyed it. Um, one of the better MCU films as of late. Yeah, like I said, I had a good time with this. I enjoyed it. Uh, so much worked in it. Like I said, there was just something in it that's. It didn't hit me the way that I was hoping for. Um, I didn't connect with the emotionally like you guys did, but still, it was still. Well, you have to have emotions. But it was. Th- I, I don't. Kidding. Just kidding. I don't. Love no. you. I, I don't. I don't have to have emotions. <laughs> um, but the way it was written, the way it's made, it was so good. I didn't feel like it was the two and a half hours that we sat there for. Mm-hmm. Um, I really didn't have a problem with the pacing because I just it just felt like it, it went by. I mean, I was. I had a good time with it. Um, and like I said, I did not emotionally go into it, but because the movie was good enough and I had such a good time with it that I will give it a solid B. Okay. I was like, the suspense was killing me here. <laughs> um, I'm on B plus also. Probably going to be an A by the end of this when I watch it again. I even, after I left, I wanted to watch it again. Yeah. Um, I have it as, you know, I like the first Guardians better. I've, I've got yeah, Guardians, me too. Me too. Volume 1, 3, and then 2. And I've got those ranked 9, 8, 7 on IMDb. So, you know, ABC. Um, and so that's where I rank. It could go up for me. I've seen Guardians, the first one, a bunch. And that one always holds for some reason. I love it. It's my third uh, It's my third favorite um, of the MCU. And as of one watch, it's already higher than most of the three is. Um it's super good. Like I said, I think it could probably creep up in the A territory for sure. Watch, I need to watch it like two or three more times. I don't like to give anything too high a grade without watching it two or three times. Um, a lot of times. So um, that's where we sit. So B plus, B plus, and B. So yeah, it's pretty solid. You know, yeah, yeah for sure. At. Um, I have I have my list done. So, but I have it at twelve right now out of thirty three. Yeah. Um, right outside the top ten, and I think it might squeak into it um, because I have one. I'm not sure. It might be too high, but. Um, it's right there, like squeaking in top ten. It could make it top ten eventually. I got gotcha. you. As far as my my MCU ranking goes, um, I don't have the list necessarily wrote out, but just off the top of my head, I think Guardians three is right around ten. Right around ten is somewhere in the top ten. I don't know if I actually wrote it out. It may be higher, maybe lower. I'm not sure. I'm just gonna say right around ten. Yeah, I have it. That's good because so. the last eight. I've been the last on the eight MCU 30s. films we've done. We're like oh, around twenty five. I don't know. 
30. So there's, what, 33? 33. So we're talking mid-tier would be about 16 or so. I would say it's not mid-tier. It's higher mid-tier. I would say 12, 11, somewhere in there. So we're all in the oh, same spot. Yeah. Cool. Um, I went through my list last night. Honestly, I might am I in a bumping up to the ten because I have Doctor Strange a little higher than I thought I did, and I like Doctor Strange, so I don't know. I have to look at it, but um, yeah. So we're all it's top ten materials. What we're saying, possibly, you know, yeah. you have it maybe at ten. I have it ten to twelve. You have it ten to twelve. So yeah. Um, okay, so that's basically how we're gonna say. I think. But that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> What's up with even the Forrest Gump stuff? I don't today? know. We watched Forrest Gump the other day. We did, yeah, we did. <laughs> Still. Weirdly enough, we just did. <laughs> and I just thought of the comparison. Just, just that out of that Thor just because Thor, Thor becomes gotcha. Forrest Gump. Yeah, it was on. We watched it. <laughs> and I haven't watched that movie in years. It's good. It's still pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tom Hanks is a treasure. Or RDJ says in Tropic Thunder, he charmed the pants off America. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, those are our thoughts. That, well, that was fun. We did some Star Wars trivia, and we reviewed Guardians 3 today. Um, and there was a lot to unpack with Guardians 3, so we kind of, you know, we judged through it. But um, it was good. It was a fun time. Um, thank you to the beautiful listeners out there for sitting through this, powering through this with us. Um, this was a good old time. Um uh, yeah, what are your thoughts, feelings, and opinions about Guardians 3? Whatever you think, you can reach out to us and let us know. We are on Facebook at Movie Matrix Podcast, or we are on Twitter at Movie Matrix Pod. Hit us up, let us know what you guys thought about this episode or any of our episodes for that matter. But until next time, signing off for Matt Jordan and David. We will see you guys then. Peace. Thank you.